Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the dinner table. It is an absolute treat, like it is every week, to have you all here, but also to have my friend Whitney Brown with me this week. Hi, Whitney. Hello there. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. We had a fun evening. Okay, you and I, we've had, we've known each other for a lot of years now because of Girl Local and everything like that. And, um, and then, uh, you know, we've worked side by side on some projects and things like that. But, and we've, you know, met up at some social events and things like that, yeah. but we, I don't think we've ever just, you know, sat down and had dinner. Although right after the breakup, you were like, Hey girl, you want to get some tea or yeah. whatever? And I was like, yeah, so we did. <laughs> You're right. We did. I was a mess. I remember, I even remember that because that first, um, week or two, man, I didn't know. You, uh, I don't know. Down. It was like was a, it, it a was different like, person. It was almost? like a, it was like a hot mess, but like a hot mess. You were like glowing. You were like, I am, um, I don't know. You may not have seen it, but I was like, oh, she's got that freedom glow. I don't know. <laughs> no, you know, a lot of people, um, have, and you know, of course I'm also the difference between you catching me here at home, like kind of dirty and working. And <laughs> usually that's where you see me and you know, whatever. Um, and then me being like, going out in public. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> a little bit of that. But I've also gotten more comfortable again where I'm like, okay. Yeah. Everybody calm down. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a weird thing to be single when I was single again. It was yeah. just like, I have no idea how this works, you know? And yeah. yeah. And then of course I had gotten my hair done like right away afterwards. Cause my, um, cause Deidre, my hairdresser was like, girl, your hair needs to look good. You know, like mm -hmm. all of that. And so there was a whole like, but a lot, a lot of people have said that repeatedly. They've just, you know, like you look like a different person. You look, yeah. Like the freedom glow to me. I feel like I, was so upside down. I didn't even know who I was in that moment. Mm. And that's weird. That's a weird feeling for me. Yeah. And I think, um, when we were driving over here today and just kind of riding along and I was thinking to myself or I was talking out loud, I do this thing where I like scream at you. <laughs> I don't notice. <laughs> I'm glad to know that by the way, I'm sure your daughters do because they've been around and they've listened to me. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think it's because our personalities are somewhat similar. Like we're both Sagittariuses. And yes. so that's been kind of a thing, but I feel like I can be loud and passionate with you and just like, and it's not, you don't, you get it. You do get a different side of me than other people do. You get like the full that makes fledged, me happy. <laughs> like Aislinn is going to like tell it all things that she might not normally tell, <laughs> which is hilarious because I'm sure there are people out there that are like, Oh shit. She doesn't tell it all because <laughs> kind of feels like she tells it all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I mean, I think we just talk about, I don't know. I, th I think we talk about things that in, like that we're both really passionate about, you know? And I think that that's probably pro one of the reasons why I was super excited to have you girl. Feel free to interrupt me by the way. Because... No, you're fine. <laughs> I'm just over here about to cry. That's all. <laughs> I kind of love that a little bit. I mean, I don't love seeing you cry, but I love like, <laughs> the friendship part of it. The other thing that's fantastic about you coming tonight and our relationship of just like this, like hot on fire, Sagittarius fashion. That sounded really weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping I could get you laughing tonight. Oh, I did it. Woo! We've succeeded already. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
Oh gosh. Yes, is, what you what she said. No. Is the season finale, you guys? Yes. Has this been a hot crazy season or what? Oh, oh. my god. No. That's an understatement. Hot is an understatement. <laughs> that, is, that is an understatement. Hot, for sure. <laughs> I am rolling into the new season of Aceland. Uh, coming back from my trip and I'm yeah. kind of like I'm I'm a little bit funny in that I kind of still stick with the school schedule maybe you do too <laughs> even though your kids are homeschooled yeah, you know yeah. but it's like August ends and then it's September and it's to me and I guess it it's because we plant a fall garden yeah uh, it's because that's the way the school year works for such a long time yeah. it's just that you know you roll from August into September and it's like a new season of life yeah. And so I've always felt that way anyways, but I really feel that way. Then to add to it, it just so happened that the podcast was started in September of 2019. Okay. So we're about to roll into the fifth season. Okay. Which okay. is kind of insane. And okay. also that I kept it going. This yes. Season. Keep it going. Yeah. No. Nope. I don't even know how. Like, Never say die. Yes. <laughs> you know, when we were talking about that, like the magical idea of like, we can just we can just do things and we can mm -hmm. make things happen. And mm -hmm. you think it's really hard and you think Ted talk, right? Like yeah. the, the, the Ted talk is some magical thing. And once you get there, it's good, you know, whatever. But the podcast is a good example of that for me. Yeah. Cause it's like, I had no idea that I would be able to produce, edit, host, do all the things. I mean, it was actually probably one of the things uh, in the, I know this sounds so, I don't know, small or whatever, or like, I don't even know, inauthentic. I don't even know how to explain it. Okay. But like <clears throat> the idea that the podcast was one of the things that I was really scared about losing in the breakup when okay. I was thinking about the fact that like this relationship is not getting better. <laughs> like, yeah. Things are not, we, we seem to be like, there's a bit more toxicity going on here, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I could foresee that. And my intuition was telling me that there was, you know, that I was going to, that I was potentially going to have to make a decision that I needed to make or that we were going to have to make a decision. That's a better way to say yeah. it. We were going to have to make a decision that we needed to make. It was always this podcast. It just kind of was like, it wasn't just the podcast, you know, it'd be like, well, you know how it works when you're like trying to make a decision about something that's going to change your whole life. And mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, but we have that vacation coming up. Yeah. Or just, yeah. yeah, but we Put have that, um, you know, it's Christmas in two weeks. I don't want to do it before Christmas, you know, like mm -hmm. whatever you just keep. And there was, there was something about the podcast that kind of just, you know, kept it hanging on there for maybe. It was the, it, the, the podcast was the holiday. That yeah. was the upcoming holiday. <laughs> and it was, it was like, eh. yeah. Oh, we're going to have to, we're going to have to record the podcast tonight. So we better not break up because <laughs> we better get back on the podcast and do the podcast. So it's kind of just this fascinating world to be, you know, living in that. And I think coming to the season finality of the season of that, and then having just got back from my road trip and really feeling like, okay, here we are rolling into the fall season of my business and everything. It's just, it's rolling really nicely. So I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing what season five, I'm kind of trying to think of what can I do in season five that would be interesting or different. And I think that, I don't know, maybe like, what if I did like live while we're cooking in the kitchen, you know, just to kind of get people's attention and we don't have to do it the whole time. Like, I don't know that I want to set it up, set up a video camera 
the whole time during the podcast because yeah. I don't want to have to edit that much video mm-hmm. editing, like that much, you know, uh, video footage yeah but it might be an interesting way to do it i like that yeah Yeah. maybe just even like five minutes of it just try to chunk it down you know like the basic stuff or maybe like that's how you deliver the recipe part of it is like yeah actually visually yeah Uh shout out to the the visual people out there they need they need love too oh i'm (laughs) i'm i'm a perfect example of the visual like i i need visual and hands-on that's Mm. that's exactly how i learn things so yeah Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we got all this great, I mean, we're on the coast, so it's the time, of, speaking of seasons, it's the yeah. season of rain. It's when we start to get the flooding season, the tropical storms Monsoon out there. Monsoon season. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, so we got three and a half inches. I noticed when I drove over to you guys, you you have a new homestead out on in the London area of mm-hmm. Corpus Christi. Um, I noticed that there are puddles standing out there. Mm-hmm. How, do you know how, much, how many inches of rain y'all got? No. Yeah. <laughs> we have a, um, we have a, my, well, my parents have a thing called Tempest, which okay. is some kind of fancy thing that keeps up with the, all the weather, all the rain, all the things that are occurring, uh, on your property. And okay. then you can tell like lots of information about the weather that's happening. Not one on of those property. little tube things that yeah. just like catches the rain. We have one of those too, I think. I think we have one of those. I don't know. I don't use it anymore because now it's just like my parents are in Colorado right now and I'm literally texting them. So how much rain did we get? Like, oh my gosh. Three and a half hilarious. inches of rain. They've got... Speaking of all that AI and all that stuff we spoke about, oh. <laughs> I, as much as I say, oh yeah, we, you know, give it a try and try this and whatever. I'm so not Speaking of the podcast, I'm like, it's so weird to me that I do this stuff because I so stay away. Like, I don't even log into Tempest, even though yeah. I could have it on my own phone. I and... knew, I knew there was something there. No. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I just don't even mess around with most of that stuff. So, yeah. I mentioned earlier that you and I are both Sagittarius's, and yeah. I think that that's. Um, I don't know. I just love that about us. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I love that about our I love that about our magic. Like I think I don't know if people know this, but like Sagittarius's are well, first of all, we're fly by the seat of our pants. Mm-hmm. And there and there's other astrological sign connect that you can't just only go by your sun sign. You sure, gotta sure. know your moon sign, mm-hmm. you gotta know your rising, you gotta know your north node, your south node, you gotta know what your Venus is, you gotta know all the things, right? I only know my moon and my rising. <laughs> well, kind, okay, so what's your moon and your rising then? Uh, Gemini moon and Cancer rising. Yeah, that's complicated. I've said that before. That's and I, I'd have to look and dig into it a little <clears> bit more. Um, anybody that has cancer, anything in them, that's complicated in my opinion. Yeah. Cancer. No, thank you. (laughs) Sorry. Did I say that out loud? And what's interesting though, is that I don't have a problem with like cancer females, females that have cancer. It's different. Yeah. Males and females are different. And I definitely feel that. (laughs) And, but, but I think that it's interesting that you kind of have to know all that because if you only knew there were Sagittarius's. And you're so like my rising is Capricorn and that means that I'm very Capricorns are actually very like boss energy, mm-hmm. like very, everything is got a purpose for making money and our careers and, you know, um, putting on a, sh- putting on a show, okay. not, not a sh- not like an inauthentic show, yeah. but like everything has to be very purposeful. Okay. And there are actually Capricorns and Virgos kind of have some similarities. Mm-hmm. I'm 
I think I, my favorite people are Virgos. That's what I've kind of decided. My favorite people are Virgos. I'm all not Sagittarius. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. Okay. Truth is my favorite people are Sagittarius's. Okay. But my second favorite people that aren't like me, Sagittarius, (laughs) are Virgos. Redemption. You have received redemption. Like Sagittarius's need Virgos in their life. Okay. Because they're like our map makers and they're our, they're the ones that, you know, like I can, we can go on that traveling road trip that okay. we need to go on. Yes. And you and I spent a lot of time at dinner tonight talking about the travel. We have the travel book. Mm-hmm. That's all we ever want to do really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm that hobo girl. Like I will, <laughs> you know, that's how I ended up on the road was that I, I, I needed it, you know, but, um, but their Virgos are the grounded map makers of okay. the world and they're but they also have a lot of anxiety you know what i mean my sister's a virgo so i, I love virgos yeah i really do my son is a virgo you know okay. but they also well i mean like my friend tommy's a virgo too i mean there's all kinds of interesting things about virgos and it, it's that anxiety thing they get a little bit too wrapped up in their map and when their map is not being followed by exactly the way it needs to be followed by you know yeah i've been yelled at for the <laughs> And they're we're, we're messing up the map. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, so that's when, that's when you get into the, like the North node, South node stuff. Okay. So the North node is like what you're, the North node is actually like where you're going in this life. Okay. And the South node is like where you've been. Okay. Um, maybe your South node is, um, the karmic things you need to release. Okay. And your North node is where you're, basically where you're going in your dreams and your fulfillment of your dreams and like what you want and where you're trying to lead. I'm all Google it right now. No, yeah. <laughs> so my, my North node is Virgo. Okay. So it makes sense that like, I, I'm attracted to Virgos. Okay. Because. I want to be like Virgos. Yeah. That's what the North node means. Okay. Um, and then the Pisces is my South node, which means that's the stuff karmically that I need to leave behind, okay. which actually makes a lot of sense. Um, if you knew my like history and all of that kind of stuff. And so that's something you should look up. I use, um, Astro cafe. Okay. Yeah. But, I'm familiar um, with that, yeah. I think there's some other pe- people that use different ones, but Astro cafe, you have to know in order to get your, um, I think it's your astrological chart. Yeah. Uh, you have to know where you were born, day you were born, of course, day, year, you know, all that. Um, and then you have to actually know the time you were born too. And then you just type that in and it shows you like the whole map basically. And if you know more about it, if you know like, oh, Venus is basically your 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 love sign, your sex sign. You're mm-hmm. like, so I'm a Scorpio Venus Scorpio, which is because Scorpios are like real sexual, real Mm -hmm. like that. And I'm all like, oh, (laughs) you know, later on when I figure that kind of stuff out. But um, Sagittarius's are the lucky ones. Mm -hmm. We are God's favorites. We are. Uh (laughs) Things work out for us. We make magic. It's true. It's uh-huh. true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm, I know many a times I'm like, I need money or I need this or I need that. And literally people will just like message me or call me out of nowhere. And they're like, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? So a lot of the times it's in the form of an opportunity. Uh-huh. So oh, like, yeah, yeah. and I'm never averse to work. So, yeah. But, but yeah, usually it's in the form, but I'm telling you, 
at, at first it was like, this is really random. But then after a while, I was like, no, mm -hmm. no, this is not random at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All my life. And just when I think like, this is the reason why, okay, so if my Virgo anxiety, <laughs> this is the reason why I'm trying to teach myself to get back to where I was when I was younger, mm -hmm. where, uh, I didn't have as much anxiety about how things were going to work out. Yeah. That's the Virgo, the North node Virgo in me. It's like, yeah, how things are going to work out. Capricorn, same thing. Uh, how are people going to see me if I don't get this job done correctly? That's the cap version of me. Um, and then my moon sign, you know, your moon sign, you, your cancer, right? That's what you uh, said was your moon sign. Gemini moon. Gen Gemini moon. I don't yes. really know a whole lot about Gemini's, but mm -hmm. your moon is about how you relate to the community and how you work with the community. I feel like I don't know that much about Gemini's either. Yeah. They're <coughs> twins. Yeah, they, I do know uh, that. Split personality kind of thing going on. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But it's about how you see, interact, relate, act in the community as okay. a community activist, like how you work in the community. Okay. And, um, if you I mean, knowing me and grow local and all the things that I've done about that, I, that's Aquarius to the max. Okay. Right. And so, um, it's fascinating to be able to kind of just like peek at all those little things. Um, but that Sagittarius thing of learning that fortune part mm -hmm. of me and, and letting go of the anxiety part of me that came kind of later in life and yeah. started building in me. And I think it comes because you've had experiences, right? Mm -hmm. You start to get to afraid of things, mm -hmm. gotten on the railroad tracks. You got hit by a train so many times <laughs> you like, finally feel get that. tired of getting on the railroad track. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But, um, I think, I think, I think even after the breakup, I got back to like, I, or I've gotten myself back to thinking about, you know, things really work out for you and it's not about someone else. It's about you. Yeah. And tapping into your magic. Yeah. Remember, tapping into my... remember your magic, Aislinn. Exactly. <laughs> well, I came home from my trip and I said, um, oh, what I've forgotten is I am my greatest asset. Mm -hmm. And so as far as my business is concerned, I started looking at, you know, well, how much money do I need to make per day? And I'm like, dude, I make close to that amount of money per day. That's why I'm hanging in there. That's why things are going okay. Yeah. You know, and I'm in the slow time of the year, August. August is the worst month. Now that I understand, August is the worst month for everybody. Like, I feel that too. It's, it's what it is. It's yeah. uh, like, I thought it was like farmers or I thought it would, you know, but I'm like, no, when you talk to people about their annual budget and their annual money, August, man. And, uh, I have a little booth at my mom had that antique store in Portland. Okay. And I noticed that of all the months of the year, of course I started, I always start things in August or okay. September or like this time of year mm -hmm. because July, August, because this is the time of year I start to get bored. Yeah. Cause I'm not outside working all the time. Cause it's too hot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I start doing all these other things. Right. So of course it makes sense that, you know, I'd start a podcast in September. Why? Because I got bored in August and you know, whatever. And, uh, but I've got this booth at this store in Portland and I started it last August. Okay. And so I didn't really notice that it was a bad month last August. Well, now I'm coming around to a full year and I'm like, Oh, this is the closest month where I haven't made the money that I owed them yet, but they're about to do a customer appreciation <clears throat> day that I haven't seen them do okay. since I've been involved in it. Okay. And I'm like, I bet they do a customer appreciation month this time of year because nobody's they making every, money. Because everybody's everybody. trying to make their 
Yeah. Because exactly. everybody's hot and they're not going to the antique store. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you're going out and spending all that money on school supplies and true, stuff like true. that. True, true. Unanswered question. So we are having an unanswered question that we haven't had in a while. I'm over here cracking you up right now and it's making me laugh. Um, <laughs> the hot, passionate... Um, <laughs> Getting you giggling makes me happy. Makes me happy. Char made me laugh so much last week. It was insane. When you get a chance, go back and listen to that podcast because I'll check it out. She was hilarious. You guys listen. Go back. If you haven't listened to Char, go back and listen to next last week's episode because she made me freaking laugh the entire time. It was so funny. But yeah, we're back to unanswered questions again. And last week, the question that we came up with was what is a group of ducks called? Do you know what a group of ducks are called? I do not. I I um, speculated that it was like a flock of ducks, but um, I'm guessing that that's not correct because that would just be too simple. <laughs> well, it might. Do you have, you have, you have, you don't have ducks, right? Have you ever I've, had ducks? I've had like a duck. Uh-huh. A duck. Just one singular duck. <laughs> we have the guests at the dinner table know that we have had a family of ducks yes the muscovies right yes yes and they were called the igeris because they were strays igeri is stray in french okay and it was the muscovies that showed up and first it was the female and then she brought her male okay and then we picked up a um indian runner like with a little tuft on his head Uh from ocean drive somebody yeah crested one (laughs) yeah somebody on ocean drive had this duck okay so brought it home right and then they became a thruple and made four babies. Oh. And so now we have seven ducks on the farm. And I came to this website, Wide Open Spaces is what they're called. Groups of ducks have a special name and there's more than one. Okay. There's more than one name, right? All right. Uh, it says <clears throat> a pair of ducks is called a brace. Okay. Ducks that are diving are called a dopping of ducks. <laughs> Ducks that are flying are called a plump of ducks. Okay. And ducks that are on the water are a paddling of ducks. I am not going to remember any of that. So can we just call them ducks? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to say flock. I'm going to stick with flock. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Let me look in the dictionary. Let me, let me look at my notes to see. Oh, they're, wait, no, he's, he's swimming. No, he's, he's flying. What is, what? What is it again? Right. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. They also call him a sword, a raft, and a twack. I like a twack. We're calling them a twack. Twack, twack. Twack, twack. You definitely got to stick with the twack. Don't go back. You can't go. Once you go twack, you never go back. Oh, you did it. Oh, I love you. This is so fantastic. Oh, my gosh. That's why we had passionate hot. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Ah, You cracked me up. That's hilarious. I love you. Um, okay, so what do we have for dinner tonight? Mm, let's talk about that. Okay. We had hot, roast. We had, we had hot, a- passionate roast. Was a, it was a rump. It was a rump. It was a rump roast. <laughs> yes, it was delicious. What did you tell me? Um, you're, uh, you're struggling. What did you tell me about? My struggle meals. Your struggle meals. Yes. I was like, mm-mm, girl. We're having roast. Carrots, onions, mm-hmm. potatoes, celery. Yes. Beautiful salad. Mm. Made it all in the instant pot. The melons were delicious. The melon. Yeah. 
Well, and then, and it's kind of been like, that's been kind of the summer thing is I've been cut. We've been cutting up melons the whole time. And some of the melons have been from the farm, but most of the melons have been the grocery store. Okay. And I made us a salad. Of course, it's pretty much the same red wine vinegar, like we've been using every week. And, um, you mentioned that you had never had, um, okra fresh salad. Yeah. Like fresh. Yeah. Uh I've never Uh partaken. It's always been pickled or fried or something. Uh My favorite way to eat okra is fresh. Just right. Like pick it right off the plant and eat it out of the garden. Okay. Now I'm not going to, I'll be not as shy with the okra. I love okra (laughs) and I cut it up on my salad. Of course I cut up the pears too. And so, um, and then you told me that you didn't like arugula. Yeah. What did you tell me arugula tastes like? It tastes like what I think gunpowder or fireworks <laughs> would taste like. <laughs> yeah. Lily says it tastes brown to her. Yeah. It does have a flavor. Yeah. There's it, no doubt. I love it though. It's yeah. my favorite. I left it out, but I did give us some like lettuce and some kale and some spinach and it was pretty tasty. Our yes. little salad. And then of course the instant pot, uh, pot roast. I thought it overcooked okay. the potatoes and the carrots, and I it was fine. You like was they great. were, yes. I went back for seconds. They were delicious. Also, like, my body's like, veggies? I need these. Veggies. I know my body's like, please give me. <laughs> no, he's gonna be like, you ate vegetables? Did you bring us some home? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I went to go see Barbie. I was yes. in town. Yes. I had to go run an errand in town that I wasn't having thinking I was going to have to run. And since I was in town and it was a Saturday and it's hot as Hades, so what yes. else am I going to do with my life on a Saturday? Retreat to the AC. Exactly. <laughs> I went over and saw Barbie and I cried the entire movie. I'm not even kidding. Cry, laugh, cry, no. cry. Well, I'm I so laughed. touched. Cry. I did a lot of laughing too, but okay. like I cried. It's, it's a... It's a mother-daughter thing. Oh. It's, um, I'm eager for you to get yes. to see it. Yes. And... Yeah, because my daughter, she wanted to go see it. But like I was telling you, I was like, ooh, uh, we need to go to, uh, thrifting for pink clothes and just go in <laughs> with whatever we find. I just had whatever I had on. So, But apparently my hair is hot pink enough right now. To, it is. Um, <laughs> it's funny. giving Barbie vibes. It's giving Barbie vibes. Yes. Well, I went and I, okay, so I told you all that I had gone to see Oppenheimer and I went with a friend and we went ahead and ordered popcorn okay. and this was in Portland and the lady told us they were using um, coconut oil, which it was probably mm. palm oil, not coconut oil. Eh. And uh, <laughs> I ate some and then I felt like I got a little bit of heartburn, but uh. I'm a huge fan of popcorn. Yeah. I really love popcorn, Yeah, but I didn't eat it the whole time during AIP. Okay. And then I went a really long time, even after I'd quit my like elimination phase of not eating. And then I ate it this time when we went to see Oppenheimer. Uh And then when we went to go see Barbie, I was like, I'm eating popcorn. Okay. I didn't ask any questions about the oil. Yeah. I told him not to put the butter on it, the extra butter that they put on it or whatever. The butter in quotations. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the oil. Very like questionable. Butter, <laughs> fake seed oil, like butter type stuff. Yes. Um, I didn't have any problems at all with that, okay. you know, whatever. So then I got all brave because Uh-oh. my mom had said that she'd made popcorn in the Instant Pot. Okay. And so I got a recipe how to make popcorn in an Instant Pot. Okay. And, um, you know, it's pretty simple. Two tablespoons of coconut oil, a half a cup of popcorn, and then your salt. Uh, you put it all in and it takes two to three minutes. So That's what I was going to say. It's like instant yeah. popcorn. Yeah. And did it come out like perfect? It was well done. Like yeah. it, like I liked it and I didn't have to like shake the pot and do all I that know. kind of stuff. Right. 
whatever. <laughs> had my coconut oil on it. I put nutritional yeast on it. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, of course, I noticed that when I look at the recipe, it says that that was four servings of popcorn. <laughs> and I ate all of it. Yeah. And then I was sick. Oh, no. Like, sick, sick. sick. Yeah, like, yucky. Like, sick on the toilet, sick. Yeah. So, I don't know, you guys. I don't know what's up with popcorn and me. Um, I don't feel like I want to completely give up on it. But, yeah. But... I don't even know what to do about myself and diet anymore. Mm. I just, cause I'm, I'm, I'm having a little bit of symptoms again. Okay. And I don't really know the hormone because, because my, my biggest autoimmune issue is, um, hyperthyroidism. Okay. And the hormonal stuff, my body's trying to figure out if it wants to be like a fertile teenager or whether it wants to be a. Uh, a menopausal woman it doesn't really know what it wants to do it's very unhappy right now and the chigger thing that happened last well like so when i went to <coughs> arkansas i got into chiggers real Fun. bad like real bad like something i've never Ooh. seen before yeah yeah and um it it set off my lymph like my lymph oh my lymph yeah. nodes were uh -huh. so but at the same time i know that my hormones were acting weird even before i left on my trip okay so it ha it's not just that. Yeah, yeah. But I could tell that n now I'm actually. I said last week that I'd gained ten pounds on on the trip. Um, did you really? I did. Oh wow! But okay. I'm already back down to not ten pounds, and I know it's hmm. not from food. So oh. it must have been my body was retaining like water inflammation. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So there's still stuff going on, and I'm like anybody else, like trying to figure out the stress. You mentioned to me like. Does the stress give you brain damage? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely makes your brain like foggy yeah. and causes some concern. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm, but I'm, I'm taking it all seriously. I'm paying yeah. attention to it. And I think I'm going to just get a little bit more, like I've not done the dairy. Okay. The, the, the recipe that we ate tonight. Yes. Aside from the potatoes. Yes. Everything about it was AIP. Okay. Okay. Um, and so, and I know that you practice, um, with your business, uh, some specific types of diets. Tell me a little bit about <clears throat> that. Yeah. So, um, I usually, usually a lot of the people that I see, have gut issues. And so, um, I follow the, uh, gut and psychology syndrome diet or the gut and physiology syndrome diet, AKA the gaps diet, which is based off of ancestral diets. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's just, uh, avoiding processed foods. And, um, whenever you do eat certain foods, you process them the way our ancestors used to, like you soak your beans or you ferment, okay. ferment, uh, your dairy, and so on and so forth. Um, you also include um, animal fats in your diet because they, well, obviously, uh, not obviously, but grass-fed and pastured, uh, pasture-raised animals. So you want to get products from them because you're going to be receiving um, the most like vitamins and minerals. And mm -hmm. they're, they're more bioavailable to us because we're not like multi- chambered gut creatures. So we can get a lot from um, animal-based foods uh, fats versus seed oil. So once again, uh -huh. um, lard, tallow, butter, ghee, all of that versus like vegetable oils and hydrogenated fun stuff, all that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And just eating the way that maybe like our grandparents, great grandparents ate before the advent of processed foods. And, um, it's a healing diet. It's a gut healing diet. Mm -hmm. So that's like the main purpose of mm -hmm. it because a lot of the 
autoimmune issues. Um, pretty much all of the autoimmune yeah. issues stem from leaky gut. Yep. So, so that's yeah. my thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely, definitely aligned with, with the way that AIP is. So I am doing a food prep delivery. Like I just am doing the first one okay. next Friday for a few people. And I, I don't, I don't know that there'll be an exact consistency like, Oh, I'm going to do it every yeah. whatever day of the week Test or the waters. whatever. But yeah. I do think that there's some opportunity to feed people and what, and I, and I want, and I don't think that I'm always going to stick with like only AIP, but uh-huh. just like mostly on the podcast, I've done mostly AIP recipes. Sure. And for the most part, when I cook at home, it's mostly AIP. Uh, except for eating a lot of the, um, I, I'm eating legumes okay. and seeds mm-hmm. and the, the nightshades from my gardens, okay. which once I get out of where I'm not, I don't have a lot of that <clears> stuff <throat> anymore. I don't have as much of that stuff anymore. Um, then I won't eat as much of it. Uh-huh. Uh, when I made my recipes up for this delivery that I'm doing, if anybody is interested, just DM me and let me know and I'll cook it up for you. But I'm doing a mushroom beef macaroni, which Ooh, nice. is macaroni using the jovial noodles okay, that are okay. grain free. And then I'm also going to be making the tzatziki sauce, which is famous. Everybody knows about the AIP tzatziki sauce. See a salad, a real nice salad. Okay. But the way I set it up is um, no dairy, no grain no seed oils. I kind of put this list of, you know, if you're concerned about these particular things, yeah. this is a meal that could help your family out, you yeah. know, serving up a meal that'll help that out. And I just kind of, like you said, uh, let me think, I want to help people and I need to make money. Yeah. That's me too. <laughs> that sounds very familiar to what I'm dealing with right now. I want to help people and I need to make money. Uh-huh. I think one of the biggest things we have in common is the desire to, well, homestead, but that's not quite the right word. It's more of like a survival, like know yeah. how to do things, yes. you know, <laughs> like you make soap yes, and I do. you make it from goat's milk. Yes. Where I do you do. get your goat's milk right now that you're using? Uh, so currently I'm sourcing it from a friend of mine who has um, a very, very small herd, uh, Melissa Schmidt. Shout out to Melissa out in uh, Papalote or Papalote, as I like to say. Uh, Papalote. Yeah. Papalote. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, just a friend of mine. Uh, mm-hmm. She gives me, I get milk from her and mm-hmm. I I get to pet her goats and I get to support her farm. So it's all good. Yeah. Nice. How does it, how does that work? Like what are the <clears throat> ingredients that you have to, what are the ingredients you have to make, use to make and also even related to like the survival or the like what if you didn't have this this and this what could you do differently with, okay with your all right because you went to a conference just this last <laughs> week right or yeah, last not, month yeah 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 uh-huh yeah I, I went up to uh tsu and i did a whole That's talk texas on texas state university for you guys that are not from texas yes yes <laughs> and i did a whole talk on goat's milk soap so yeah um the ingredients are um, you need oils. So my base oils are um, olive oil and uh, coconut oil. And then I also use beef tallow that I render myself. I render and I clean it myself. Um, and then on also people who are not familiar, I always like to talk about uh, beef tallow for people who aren't familiar mm-hmm. with it. They're like, yeah. why are you using melted beef fat or beef fat in this soap? So uh, tallow is actually um, very close to the natural oil that our skin produces. So mm-hmm. it's really great for our skin. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so you can use a myriad of different oils or different fats or whatever. Um, and then 
The other part is goat's milk or water or whatever, but I've literally never made soap with water because like that's so boring. Why would you do that? Uh -huh. Use goat's milk. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and it has awesome skin benefits too as well. Um, and then you use lye. And so that was one of my favorite parts of the slideshow. Um, it was it was titled lie the ingredient that everyone's afraid of yeah yeah so all i think about is that's what stings your eyes when you get soap in your eyes right yeah that's what i don't burn, it lie burns yeah it does mm -hmm. um <laughs> well okay yes so yeah so basically you, you mix the lye and the goat's milk which i always freeze the goat's milk because what happens is when you add lye to liquid a chemical reaction occurs and so the it actually heats up the the goat's milk so if you didn't freeze it it would scald the milk mm -hmm. so I do that and then I have my oils all mixed up, measured. I have I use a kitchen scale and I measure them by ounces. And yeah, then you put your uh goat's milk lye mixture into the um I I cook it in a crock pot and this is a crock pot that is specifically for soap only. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, uh, I do hot process and then you just kind of grab the immersion blender and you blend it up. And then it cooks. And what happens with hot process is it cooks the lye out. So you can actually use the soap immediately after it's uh, finished cooking. Now there, that's hot process. Cold process is literally just mixing up your fats and oils and your milk and your lye and um, getting it to where it's kind of like a pudding. It mm -hmm. looks like a pudding. Mm -hmm. And you just pour it in your molds. But then mm -hmm. you have to wait for it to cure like anywhere from six to eight weeks. And okay. Yeah, I'm not down for all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's going to complicate things with like storage, right? Cause then you got to store that stuff. Yes, exactly. You're going to need space for all that. And just because I'm impatient and mm -hmm. this is the only soap that we've been using for about five years now. And, um, like when my family runs, we're starting to run low on soap. I don't have time yeah. to wait. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. 15, 20 years, maybe I've been using nothing but soaps made by, local community members. Yeah. Um, I use the Victoria soap ladies soap a lot. I use your soap. I use, yeah. So that was kind of, I would say that was probably one of the first things that I completely switched over to when it yeah. came to making, getting things made by locals. Uh, of course I started doing my own gardening, which gardening has always been my thing when it came to like the local, like food yeah. and make your own like homesteader type of stuff. That's yeah, where yeah, it started yeah. for me. And then, you know, I was in that world with children and babies in uh, diaper, you know, cloth diapers yeah, yeah. and um, making wipes and all, you know, all that stuff. And when mm -hmm. it came down to it, making your own deodorant, all that stuff, when it came down to mm -hmm. it, it was like, I can't do all everything, right? Yeah. I can only do, <laughs> like, I have to pick a lane. Yeah. It's kind of the way it was for me. And so I think that um, I, I picked the lane of uh, creating a community network where we can actually all sell these things and know each other. Yes. Right. That was one yes. of the things. And That's then of very course, useful. <laughs> the gardening and then hanging in there with the gardening. And then this, you know, coming out here to the farm has given me the opportunity to get to know better chickens and raising chickens with eggs. And of course we did the backyard chicken coop tour yeah. stuff with grow local and everything, but now I'm into rabbits and you've been into rabbits for a while. Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. And do you, have you gotten to the point of like meat processing? Do you meat process? Yes. So, mm -hmm. oh gosh, rabbits have been a total, like it's been a learning curve and most people are like, oh, rabbits, that's easy. Just stick them in a hutch, give them some pellets and you're good mm -hmm. to go. And really, they're really super easy animals. Mm -hmm. But down here in South Texas, hot. it's hot. Mm -hmm. So I was just telling someone, I said, okay, well, maybe it's a hundred degrees outside. 
but imagine wearing a fur coat. Yeah. So it's it's pretty rough. I know that there are breeds. They've been uh, breeding them to be able to uh, deal with the heat. But I have uh, standard Rex rabbits because mm -hmm. I really love their fur. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not really a breed that's very common down here either. So it's kind of like survival of the fittest of out, of out of my little rabbit herd or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, to like make the most heat tolerant babies basically. Right. But yeah, we've gotten to the processing part. And um, I don't know, when, when I think about uh, farming, <laughs> I'm like, ooh. A lot of people think about like, oh yeah, it's like so fun and you're gonna pet a cuddly rabbit and mm, your chickens yeah. and all that. Mm. Yeah, but the reality is uh, somebody told me if you're gonna have livestock, you're gonna have dead stock. And so uh, yeah. that's mm -hmm. the that's the not so fun part about it. So we just uh, moved out to a new, um, a new homestead. And so our first animal has already died and it was a mm -hmm. rabbit, mm -hmm. um, just- uh, Well, that's not, I mean, that the conversation I've had about with people about rabbits recently and even livestock and, as a matter of fact, how I ended up with the title of the podcast last week, don't don't send me hate mail. It was talking about animals dying. Yeah. It was talking about dealing with, you know, animals. Finally, we started off colony raising our rabbits, which means that um, I had them like what you would imagine, like a giant chicken coop kind of that you could just like walk into. It was taller than me and they lived on the ground. We so might... all of them, the males and the females. Yeah. All they, all lived, they all lived together. Uh -huh. We had dug it about like a foot down and put chicken wire and then put dirt on top of that. Uh -huh. And then they, we just had little kind of like containers in there and those were their little houses where they go hide. Mm -hmm. Um, because I wanted to be that one person that was like, okay, I want them to live as naturally as possible, right? Yeah. As close right. to, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. <laughs> that's like the fantasy. So we can learn a lot of things from you from sure. all the things you've tried. And I'm the same way, by the way. Welcome to being Sagittarius. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try it all for you. We're yes. going to make all the mistakes. We're yes. going to try anything once. Yes. And then we're going to teach you what we failed at. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. So it got crazy. It got to the point where like rabbits were having babies and I was like, who is your mother? Like, <laughs> I don't even know whose babies these are. And yeah, just the pitfalls of having them like on the ground kind of thing. Yeah. So um, whenever we moved off of the farm, uh, like about two and a half years ago, no, about two years ago, um, the first farm, which is actually on my ancestral land, um, it was uh, land that was purchased by my grandfather. My mother still lives there. But after we moved off of the farm, um, we had poultry and we had goats, but we ended, I ended up rehoming them, but I didn't, I, I just couldn't, I had to hold on to something. And I, I felt like out of poultry, goats and rabbits, rabbits were the easiest thing yeah. to hold on to. Well, there's a lot of urban, <laughs> sub, suburban is probably a better way to say it. Suburban people that raise rabbits for 4-H and have rabbits in their backyard. And exactly. I don't think there's any rules that say you can't have rabbits yeah. in the city. And they're real, what, and they're real quiet. Yeah. Like versus right. like chickens and yeah. yeah or yeah. like goats. Let's not even get started <laughs> on goats, but yeah. So um, yeah. So I asked a friend of mine, she, she was my rabbit baby mama. Uh, <laughs> I asked a friend of mine if she would, uh, keep them in her backyard for me. So, um, we abandoned the little colony system that we had mm -hmm. over there on my mom's land and, uh, we built hutches mm -hmm. and they lived in hutches. I was like, let's see how this goes. And so it went a lot better. I was able to, um, have baby bunnies and grow them out into mm -hmm. adulthood um, to the point where we could process them. So we've uh, processed our first rabbits actually a little earlier this year. And then we processed a second batch, probably maybe like a month and a half ago or so. Mm -hmm. 
And I actually helped, I didn't help with the dispatching, but I did help with the, like the skinning and all of that or whatever. Mm -hmm. And what is dispatching? Is that taking them out? A sweet dose of murder. Yeah. Okay. Well, so no, I mean like, okay. So I went with Andrew came on the podcast a few weeks ago Uh and, um, I went out to his farm and went through the whole process with him. And I tried once and I didn't hit it right. And mm. uh, it's like a very loud and sad sound. And I know uh, there's actually this, uh, there's a tool, you've probably seen it, mm-hmm. where it's like a V. It's and a hopper like popper. Put, and you pop it. Mm-hmm. Have you, is no. that something you were using at whack? No, no. No, there was a whole it was thing a, It was a. Oh, God. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I maybe I'll it, have to have you out to be a part of it with me. And when I go through the, my first, cause I'm, I'm in that phase of it now where I'm like, is this really like, I mentioned earlier, staying, stay, I stay in my lane and like I pick the things that are like best for my business Uh and what's, you know, whatever. And I'm like, but they're so easy right now. You know, I mean, they're just, I got four rabbits in hutches and, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about their food and outside of just like, getting grass for them out of my gardens and purslane and yellow and all that good stuff out of the garden and feeding that to them. They're not eating a ton of pellets. So they're like, they're just, they're not, they're there's, I don't feel like I need to make any decisions right now, (laughs) but when the temperatures start to drop, Mm -hmm. then that's when I'll breed them for the first time and have to make some decisions. So I'm going to definitely have to have some people that have some experience to come. Yeah, for sure. And really like, People are like, oh my gosh, how could you do that? And I'm like, no, I don't yeah. eat my breeders. I right. eat their babies. Right. <laughs> That's a- well, and I don't really get like that to that part of it to me. That part didn't really upset me at all because yeah. I eat meat, Yeah, you know? And to me, like, let's be real. Yeah. I mean, you know how I am. I'm like, yeah. let's just like face the reality of what's going on here. Yeah. I eat meat and I eat rabbit. And mm-hmm. so- who better to, to know it, take it and deal with it. You know what I mean? And I, I see, I see life differently than other people do anyway. And I think that's about being a farmer. I think that's about being on the land, you know, for sure, for sure. And then like, I don't know, being on my particular farm and going through that learning curve, I went through the learning curve with poultry. I went mm-hmm. through the learning curve with goats. And when I say learning curve, I just mean lots of death. Yeah. And so like yeah. you get to a point where it's like, I don't know. I don't want to say I'm numb, but mm-hmm. like it doesn't affect me anymore. Like the first couple of goats or the first yeah. couple of whatever in that way. Not that I don't have empathy, empathy for my animals or that I don't love my animals. I right. literally like thank every rabbit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> of course. I love my animals. Yeah. Care for them and spend a lot of time taking care exactly. of them. Exactly. Yeah. You had a good life. Yeah. Yes. You had yeah. a good life. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. So I have this story now sure, that sure. came up. Um, okay. I went out to the coop the other day. This is another one of those don't send me hate mail, okay? <laughs> I went out to the coop the other day, and um, Colonel Parker is one of our roosters. Okay. And all of a sudden, I looked over, and he was, like, spurring up to me. Oh. I mean, like, for real. Like, Sir, like, oh, how dare you? How oh, bold yeah. of you? Oh, uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, he, I'm about to get spurred. And I, t- I had a bucket in my hand, and I took the bucket, and I whacked him with the bucket, <laughs> And he flew and he landed on the ground. Okay. Like he was dead. Oh. I'm not kidding. Like I had broke his neck, like straight oh. up, like he was dead. And when it happened, I, that's when I had that feeling. That's what made me think of it. Cause it's like, I don't, when, the, when I see a dead chicken, I'm like, 
that sucks. Yeah. But this was like, oh, you did this. And right now I feel it in yeah. my stomach right now. I'm like, dude, I just killed that chicken. I was like, how the, I was like, oh my God. And then all of a sudden he jumped up and like ran off. <laughs> and then I moved the bucket around, just like moving things around. And in the sound, he dropped to the ground like he was dead again. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then I did some research and looked it up to find out that chickens do that. They play dead when they think they have a predator or they think something's coming after them. Chicken playing possum. It's exactly what happened. I don't know, man. I mean, I thought I had killed that chicken. And I do, like, even now as we're talking about it, like that yeah. feeling in your stomach when you're like, dang, yeah. that, I, I don't just know. screwed up. It, it's that. different, I feel like, if it's like accidental. If it's like, no, your name is Crispy, your name is Crunchy, and you're going to end up in, in a roasting pan someday. <laughs> it well, hits differently. <laughs> well, yeah. But also if you think about like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, I don't like, I, yeah. I, it's not that I don't want to, it's, it's different. It's not killing. Oh, I said a sweet dose of murder. Yeah. There's a difference. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I felt really bad about it. And then I was glad he got up and ran off. Cause then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to like, this will be my first, like I kill. I like, I just like. I just broke that chicken's neck by hitting it with the free. But here's the thing, and you know this, right? Okay. You cannot f around with no. a rooster, man. When it it's starts always, acting like that, it's always a never. If I let you come at me, you can always come at me, and you're my boss, and you ain't my boss. Because he wasn't going to be like <laughs> accidentally murdered. He was going to be like, I'm literally going to kill you on purpose mm -hmm. if he hits for me. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He he was playing a dangerous game. He could have ended up in the stew pot. <laughs> well, us learning these things together, I think that that's a part of the friendship that, you know, when you started coming out to the learning garden, it was very clear that you had a, a mission, a goal to learn and figure some of this stuff out. And you know, the grow local and all of that stuff has been about that, about creating that network of people that want to try to figure out and have things available. And there's, there is a network of farmers now and they don't all go to the farmer's market, but yeah. if you tap into the network, you can very easily get to know everybody that has milk, everybody yes. that has cheese, yes. everybody that has rabbits, yes. you know, whatever. you just get to know like who has what, and who does what. And, mm -hmm. And in crisis situations, which we have had, we call on each other. And because we all know each other and support each other, we're the first to get fed. We're the first to get the things we need, you know? Yeah. And so it's a, it's a fortunate thing to have um, a network of people. And I know you've worked very hard at creating that network as well. Yes. I, 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 I mean, you say I work hard, but I was just like, just, you uh, love it. yes, I do. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so interesting. Let's go have tea. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then it's like a hundred new friends later. I'm like, how did I, oh uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, community is something that's really, really important to me and having that network for sure. Mm -hmm. And I remember something that you had said, um, you said in the coming days, um, our network is going to be like the most important mm -hmm. thing that, mm -hmm that we have. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with that. I can tell you that this breakup situation that I've dealt with, my network has been what saved me long enough that kept me upright long enough to remember that at the end of the day, I am my greatest asset. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm my greatest asset, but who helped build that network, that literal web yeah. to hold you up when you fall down yeah. or to help you get back up and remember 
who you are. You fed it and it fed you. Yep. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Of course, one of the things we also do that's kind of in common, and a lot of homesteaders are doing um, the same type of thing. And I think that like it's a rising tide raises all. Um, There's certainly not enough wellness practitioners in Corpus Christi to deal with all the sick people in Corpus Christi. That's true. But um, you have a a wellness business as well. Yes. Um, Tell me a little bit about where we can find you and what you're up to. Okay. So uh, my business is Agape Holistic Health and Wellness mm-hmm. and um, have an office uh, off of Flynn Parkway that I share with Dr. LaDonna Rocha. Shout out to her. And mm-hmm. I also uh, work She's with- She's been on the podcast before too. In yes. The past. Yeah. Yes. I also work with her at um, the Lamp and Leaf Holistic as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I just uh, see clients on a one-on-one basis and I just kind of look at you know, their lifestyle and how we can tweak it in order to just um, make their lives better, improve their lives. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, we just, I just have a lot of different um, experience with different modalities such as herbalism mm-hmm. and homeopathy and things like that. And so, yeah, we look at it through that lens. So do you have a website, uh, email, yes. tell us, a phone uh, number or it's, whatever? It's uh, wellness.com. It's a okay. very long, <laughs> very long uh, Say URL. It again. Yes. com. Okay. And then uh, the phone number is 361-741-0036. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And now we have the chance to uh, do the random question. Okay. So I'm going to let you draw this time okay. and, um, and and read it to me. And okay. we'll go from there. So let's see what we came up here. here. Oh, this one's nice. Okay. Let's see. What are the qualities you look for in friends? Uh, people that can do shit. <laughs> people that can like take care of themselves. Yeah. I like funny people. Okay. Funny is like... You can, anyone can get me with funny. As a matter of fact, I've been gotten with funny before. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think, um, I also clearly ask people their astrological signs. I do. I found like later I get in life, it's like, yeah, I know we fit. Oh, that's probably not going to go well after a while, you know. Um, It's kind of fascinating. Uh, Like, what do you, what do you look for in friends? Um, I just look for people who are like open and like non-judgmental like people people that are easy to be around not you know it's definitely the vibe check thing or whatever it's like if my hair stands up on end when i'm by you i probably shouldn't be near you so (laughs) well and i'm extremely empathic there's no doubt about that yeah so if i can't even sit in a room with you you know um voice tones i mean Uh, but you're it's it's energy probably more than anything else Mm -hmm. um but I do like me saying from the beginning that I look, I, I don't, I don't look for people that can do things, but because I do things, yeah. it seems like that's, you know, the people that I tend to connect with the most, the people that have crafty skills. Yeah. Um, and then that, <clears throat> thing, that, that makes me think about like creating my island during a like dystopian, like, oh gosh, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, who gets to come live on the island, yeah. uh, the Freedom Harvest Farms island, uh, the people that can do things, the mechanic, yes. the soap maker, yes. the booze maker, the... <laughs> What's important here? I need to wash my ass and drink some wine. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm your girl. You need, <laughs> I'm your girl. You need you to wa- wash. If you need to wash ass. your ass, I'm here for you. Yes. 
Oh my God. I love it. You crack me up. I love you. And I'm so glad that you were here to be a part of this with me. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And I love you too, friend. Thank you guys always for being at the dinner table with me. I appreciate you all very, very, very much. Patreon is kicking. I got some good stuff going on over there. I have this fantastic idea. I know you guys know I always have all these great ideas and none of them, not none of them, but not all of them pan out. That sounds like a Sagittarius thing. I know, right? I've got <laughs> yeah. a thousand ideas and like, I'm actually pretty good. I could say like 50% of those thousand ideas will probably come to fruition, which is pretty darn good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, we throw a lot of shit at the wall. Let's yes, we do. Way. Yeah. Um, but I've been really, really wanting to do uh, a book podcast. Okay. Like I want to talk about books. I want right. to talk about movies. I want to have these like really in-depth philosophical conversations. So I have this idea that like each week or a month, probably month, I get together like a dinner party okay, and we have a specific book that we talk out. Okay. I don't know. Like I'm not hundred percent sure how it's all going to come together, but I'm, I feel that there's something percolating in my like little Sagittarius brain <laughs> that's going to come to an awesome book, a nice dinner, and then recording of the podcast after that. Kind okay. of like we do dinner table talks, but this will be focused instead of just random all over the place dinner table conversations, <laughs> which is fantastic. I love sure. this podcast. I love the way it comes together. But that it would be very focused on a book and kind of the philosophical makeup of what that does for our lives. Because I'm like a major reader. And well, I mean, you can even see it like today's post on Facebook, where I was talking about Christianity and Jesus. Mm -hmm. and, ooh, I get people stirred up. I really just want to <laughs> be in places where we can have these, you don't have to defend yourself, you don't yeah. have to judge everybody. And we can have these really, really hard conversations in safe spaces. Yes. And I don't think necessarily that people think Facebook is a safe space or the, oh, no. the internet is a safe space. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but I think we've got to figure this out. I think we've got to figure out all of this technology stuff rather than just being afraid of it and being scared and arguing about it all the time. Let's figure out how to use it to the benefit of our whatever new world we want, the beautiful new world that we all want. One without technology. Oh. <laughs> How would we be doing this podcast right now then, Whitney, if we're doing that? We'll yeah. do a campfire cast. We're going to have the camp. <laughs> so while you're out there, if you're listening to this on YouTube, please subscribe to my channel and leave a comment. And those of you that are listening to this on Spotify or Apple or wherever else you're listening to, please rate, review, comment. And if you want to support the podcast itself, that's a huge help to me. I know I say it every week, but those of you that are helping, it is huge and I'm thankful. And anyone else that wants to help, you just go over to dinnertabletalks.com at the top. It's going to say support the podcast. Click that button, throw a few bucks at me because that certainly helps me keep doing what I'm doing. And that's what I have to say for this week. I love you all and I'll see you all next week. Have a great one. Bye.